Today, we welcome Joe Federer, author of The Hidden Psychology of Social Networks. Joe Federer is chief executive and founder of An Internet Reference and former head of brand strategy at Reddit. Now, let me read you a testimonial for his book. Take a trip to the lands of social media with this expert insider to be informed, to be entertained, and to unlock the performance of your campaigns. So, welcome, Joe. The main thing is, could you tell us what's the book about? The Hidden Psychology of Social Networks is a book about uh, social media viewed through the lenses of evolutionary biology and psychology. Uh, To me, the question of social media, the, the challenge of understanding social media is more a challenge of understanding human psychology than it is of understanding new technology. So as a social strategist, as somebody who's built teams in big ad agencies and, and at Reddit, um, spent a lot of time and energy uh, and candidly has been pretty successful in this industry, um, I approach understanding social media from the point of view of what's the value that people are organically deriving from their participation in these spaces and how can I as a strategist as a marketer as a brand as anybody interested in putting ideas into the world anticipate the value that people are deriving from their participation in social networks to make better content to do more interesting things to engage better with my followers and and so on now you make some pretty big claims in the book I think it's fair to say do you think in some way that social media is now either dominant or about to be dominant in the marketing world for B2B, for example? Is social media taking over the B2B industry? I, I, I think it's a matter of time before social media takes over B2B. I think B2B is probably the, the furthest lag that we are seeing in the marketing world in terms of an audience that uses social media regularly or that we could we could as marketers used to unlock conversations in social with those people. But I think B2B on average is a it's an older demographic. It's a it's a demographic of people who are professionals and who've been generally successful at their trades. When we're looking at overall world population, how are people consuming information and what's the future of consuming information? Social media is it. We, we won't get away from social media. It, the nuclear technology has been invented and there's no putting the toothpaste back into the tube. Okay, well, taking nuclear toothpaste then, B2B marketers are, of course, consumers in their civilian life, so to speak. What was your prediction then, do you think, for social media compared with conventional marketing? Is it going to be two years away? Is it five years away? I'm... As I say, there's some quite strong arguments in the book that to say this is the dominant force. The B2B consumer may, you know, traditionally view the New York Times as their primary information source, but they are not immune to the the deluge of information from Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and their kids' TikTok that, that gets shown to them and their spouse's Instagram. The the more important question, I think, you know, when we're when we're talking about this kind of flow of information in, in the macro is what is the what does the media waterfall look like today? Where where do trends start and when where do they flow to? So when I'm when I'm talking to my kind of marketing clients, and I think 
generally this is the challenge of of marketers in a in a world where there is a near infinite number of platforms to to go participate in and there's an almost infinite number of different kinds of ways to reach people in those platforms what's the t- where how do we invest our time energy and resources in the most competitive meme pool um how do we how do we find the most competitive place that our ideas have to compete and then from there it's much easier for us to adapt our messaging into less competitive meme pools and by meme pools i mean uh arenas where ideas are interacting and being selected for by the process of human attention and engagement because i was very interested in the section right at the beginning actually about the meme and its comparison with uh, Professor Richard Dawkins' idea of genes. You mentioned in that section that genes that fail are still genes and therefore memes that fail are still memes. Could you elaborate a little on that? So Dawkins came up with this idea in the 1970s that culture, like genes, goes through an evolutionary process. And he gets really granular about it. He says the mechanism at work is the same. The the replicator of the gene, its marking feature is that it makes copies of itself. A meme is a unit of culture. He says that culture goes through this evolutionary process in the same way. And that at the center of cultural evolution is the unit of idea or a unit of culture, which he, he coins the word meme to represent. What do you think people will gain from reading your book then? What's the key message you'd like to get across? You know, when it when it comes to the meme conversation, if we are sitting in the seat of marketers, we need to understand that the ideas that we're putting out into the world, and that's what we're doing. We're we're trying to put ideas out into culture. The way that we do that, the mechanisms that work for that, are not they don't revolve around us. And in my experience, sitting in lots of different marketing rooms with lots of different marketing thinkers, there is a tendency for us to get really bogged down into this very brand-centric lens of the world. And I think that the the meme framework that, you know, or it originates in evolutionary biology is a really helpful reminder that the meme of, you know, my brand is good or my brand is better than the other brands in my category or you should buy my product is a meme that has to compete in a in a an almost infinite set of other memes that have gone through this evolutionary process for grabbing attention. And so as marketers, the, the ideas that we put out into the world, you know, it, the, the format that we use to convey those ideas often is a brand video. It's a four minute thing that we post on YouTube that we then run as 30 second to one minute TV commercials and we cut down into 15 second Instagram uh, posts. And the reality is if you just post those things out in the ether, they don't get attention. And so as a marketer, you know, to me, the, the real challenge is how do I manifest the idea at the core of my marketing in a way that leans into the evolutionary process and that harnesses the evolutionary process that we that we see unfold in every social media platform today. It, it's happening on Reddit right now. There's a set of posts at the top of the feed that the algorithm combined with human psychology has decided are the most important things or the most engaging things that you can see today. How do I make sure that my message as a marketer 
can compete with those extremely uh, well-adapted, uh, well-formatted, selected-by-the-group ideas. And do you think, since writing the book, that the rise of AI, things like chat GPT, will imperil that kind of evolutionary competitive forum or pool at all? I think the the AI innovations that we're seeing make the meme pool almost infinitely more competitive. I went to a talk by the Twitter founder back in 2012, and I remember him saying that on Twitter in 2012, every day there's more content created than in the previous 100,000 years of human history combined. So there's we are today 25 years out from the origin of social media sitting on the most competitive meme pools that humans have ever had to grapple with. And to me, the the AI conversation, platforms like Midjourney and ChatGPT and, and Dolly and then the generation of, of video fakes that will come and the voice generators that are now making the splash on, on TikTok, the meme pool's competitiveness, competitiveness is about to go up another order of magnitude. And that's up to us as, you know, if we are marketers in that in that world, there is a way for us to adapt to it. And there's a way for us to try to plow ahead business as usual. And you can you can guess which which of those camps I think wins. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Joe Federer, and his book, The Hidden Psychology of Social Networks, available from Amazon, of course, and all good bookshops. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me.